Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh Houts. Eric, what do we got to see out of Jalen Phillips on uh, Friday to really start calling this guy Mr. Fourth Quarter? I mean, you look at what he did last week, two sacks and an interception where I think I, I forgot who the defensive lineman who was pressuring Wilson was. It was or, Wilkins. You were right. Wilkins, I think he's still yeah, the pod. Christian it was Wilkins. Wilkins. It was Christian yeah. Wilkins uh, pressuring AOC. And I think he's actually the one who kind of was the one who tackled Jalen Phillips. So what do you want to see out of this Sunday <laughs> where we can really start calling Jalen Phillips Mr. Fourth Quarter? And that kind of seems pretty exciting when you're entering the final stretch of the season. Well, I want to see him hurdle Christian Wilkins and take the ball in for the score this time. I, I want to see the pick six, but uh, no, I want to see more of the same because that was Jalen Phillips' best game of the season so far. He was battling injuries early on. So I want to see him stay healthy, one. And two, I want to see him get to that quarterback. I want to see him wreak havoc. I, I want to see him do damage. Uh, and I want to see these guys contain Brees Hall. Like you mentioned it, Josh, Brees Hall, and you as well, Jake. Brees Hall is one of their best offensive players. Uh, could quite possibly be their best offensive player. He was coming back from an ACL injury earlier in the season, but he is back to 100%. He's at full force right now. Unfortunately, he plays behind that offensive line, and he's going to have a quarterback in Tim Boyle trying to move the ball down the field and put him in advantageous situations where he could possibly score a touchdown. I just don't see it happening. You know, Brees Hall's a good player, and if Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback of this Jets team, I'd be a little bit more afraid of him. But just like Josh Jacobs last week, again, Josh Jacobs, great, great running back, but he had a rookie quarterback, Aiden O'Connell, leading that offense. So it just it didn't scare me that much. And Aiden O'Connell is probably significantly better than Tim Boyle. So uh, Reese Hall, not going to be too scary for me. But as far as Jalen Phillips goes, get to that quarterback, contain Brees Hall, keep doing what you're doing, because right now you're, you're a heavy contributor to this defense. I think Jalen Ramsey even said he would have given his Defensive Player of the Week award to Jalen Phillips and not himself. And, and that's a, a great thing for for a teammate to say, but uh, just keep doing what you're doing, young guy, because you're killing it. I was going to joke, we want to see his abs, right? We want to see those, but I mean, <laughs> he's absolutely playing out of his mind. I think it's fun watching these groups kind of battle, right? Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, I'm sure they're out there battling for receptions, things like that. You see, I'm sure X and Jalen Ramsey are pushing each other. And then you got Bradley Chubb and, and Jalen Phillips, like you mentioned, closing out games. So I don't know that we need to see anything more out of him, Jake. I mean, we just need those timely sacks interceptions force fumbles that we continue to see but this defense gets better every week and i mean it's really been since jalen ramsey's come back tim boyle in his career is zero and three as a starter uh merrick sorry i cut you off earlier what, what was that what was that elegant stat you wanted to share about tim boyle's uh stats like like you said zero and three so he started three games in the national football league he has thrown for three touchdowns total and six interceptions over those three games so averaging two interceptions per game started um, I believe he was starting for the Lions just a, just a couple of years ago uh, after, what was that, Matthew Stafford went down? Was that it? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Something like sure. that. But uh, so, so, yeah, maybe we can, uh, maybe we can see Jalen Ramsey, you know, get those numbers up even more. Although if I was Tim Boyle, if I was coaching Tim Boyle, I would tell him, you see number five over there? Don't even think about it. Do not even think about it. You're not on his level. Don't try to get a ball past him. Don't even look at him. Just uh, just don't do it. But uh, we can get these interceptions, interception numbers up for the Miami Dolphins. What are they? Negative four turnover differential so far. You think we can get back to even this game? I want to know where you asked Tim Boyle to throw the football. 
<laughs> you got Gator Cohen in the slot. You got Xavier Howard on the other side. Where's exactly where are these dudes supposed to throw the football? Zach Conklin, Brees Hill. I thought I, I'm surprised. So I thought you were going to take that stat one step farther. Uh, Tim Boyle is a gentleman that since he got to college, he has 15 touchdowns and 35 interceptions. His senior year in college, he had 11 touchdowns and 13 interceptions. I'll let you guys do the math on that and see how great his career has been so far. Where do you think will be Miami's first opportunity to make this a disaster game? Because these chickens, these chickens, we're going with that. These tickets ain't cheap and it's a primetime game. How quickly would you see this Jets fan base turning on someone like Tim Boyle? And I have to imagine the bluebirds coming from him is going to shake him just as much, if not more than Zach Wilson, who at least has gotten used to the bluebirds after three, four years. <laughs> I love that. I really love that. That, that. that is actually what he's gotten better at over his career. Zach Wilson dealing with the booze, nothing else, not actually gotten better at playing quarterback in the national football league, just gotten better at dealing with the booze. That sums up Zach Wilson's career perfectly. But uh, yeah. When do I think it's going to happen? Like almost immediately. Like I, I think if there's not a turnover on that first possession for the jets, certainly a three and out. And I think those jets fans are just so, especially if you go by, you know, what you're reading on social media right now coming from that fan base. I think they're very frustrated with the team this year. They went into the season with, with very high hopes after uh, acquiring Aaron Rodgers in the offseason and four plays, four plays into their year, everything went up in flames. And, and they've managed to, to eke out a few wins. So you give them credit, uh, mainly because of that defense there. But the pressure that they put on that defense – they can only hold up for so long and they're and the, the, they're starting to spring leaks in the boat, if you know what I mean. So uh, the bills put up a, a good amount of points against them last week. We'll see if the dolphins can do that this week, but uh, I would expect things to go South for Tim Boyle and that jets offense. Very, very quickly. Yeah. I was going to say right away too. I mean, I feel like by the end of the first quarter, the boo birds are going to be out. I mean, do we see Trevor Simeon in this game? Is he not QB two for the jets? I mean, um, I, I don't know. I just don't know how they're going to handle this. And I think it's going to unravel pretty quickly for them. We'll go with the first drive. Like Merrick said, force strip fumble from uh, Jalen Phillips recovered by Chubb. And it's touchdown. That's not Well, if there's, if there's one thing you can say about people from New York city is they're very rational. They're very calm individuals. They're from you Jersey know? though. They're in like the, the toilet of the United States. I think States. that's even worse. Okay. No, it's, yeah. it's worse. There's no place worse that I've ever been, though. Newark than, Airport, baby. Than the Jersey. Nothing worse. I don't know, man. They make you pay to come back from Jersey if you like accidentally go on the bridge. That's how you got paid to get out of that place. Merrick, this is a fun episode because we get everybody's previews or everybody's predictions. Usually it's just you and the squad, but we got to keep with the traditions. Um, How, how about you kick us off here with some uh, final predictions for Friday's game? Yes, sir. All right. We'll start with me. Uh, I I think I think the Dolphins are going to control this game. I think the defense is is going to play really well. I think, like I said, I think the Dolphins are going to focus on that running game a little bit more, which could shorten this game a little bit. Maybe the offense won't put up as many points as some some fans are hoping. Um, please don't have a meltdown on social media if that happens, guys. Wins are wins, and they're good to have. Um, but I, I'm I'm predicting a twenty to six Miami Dolphins victory. No touchdown scored by that Jets offense. They might get themselves a field goal 
or two. Maybe there is a turnover by the Dolphins offense and, and, you know, the Jets aren't able to advance the ball, but they're able to kick a field goal. But I'm predicting 20 to six for the Miami Dolphins over the New York Jets. Uh, my oldest, or excuse me, my youngest son is predicting a 20 to 13 victory. And my oldest son is predicting a 27 to 13 victory. So he is a, a little bit more optimistic about this offense. And, and you know what? I hope he's right. Maybe we'll do a combination between him and me. Maybe 27 to 6 sounds real good. Then everyone can be happy. Yeah, that sounds that sounds great to me. I was gonna say 24 to 6 before we even started talking. So I'm I'm gonna stick to 24 to 6. Um, but I, I feel like the Dolphins are going to get back on track offensively. You know, we're gonna see the defense absolutely shut down Tim Boyle, and um it should be that victory that we all expect playing the Jets because um I don't know that we could all recover if they lost this game. I mean, they would it would just put such a damper on the weekend. And we all were so excited just to be able to sit back, relax, and watch football and intrigued to see, you know, what comes of this, right? I mean, this is our second week now. Dolphins versus Jets, whatever happens this week, we'll be able to watch on Tuesday and um, just sit back and enjoy. So I think Devon Achan and Raheem Mostert, they'll be the star of the show. We're going to get that run game going. Run game, defense, like Merrick said, that's what wins Super Bowls, 24-6. Merrick, you said six first, but I already had that in my head. So oh, sorry. that's okay. One thing we didn't discuss, though, is if the Dolphins do win this game, you further diminish the chances of Aaron Rodgers returning this season because he's only going to come back if the Jets are in playoff contention. And the Jets are going to need to win some football games here in the next couple weeks to make that happen. So it's a it's a win-win for the Dolphins. You get a win on the scoreboard, and you also diminish the chance, chances that you see Aaron Rodgers in that uh, later game against the Jets when they visit Hard Rock Stadium. Also, did you know that of the Dolphins' six remaining games, four of them are at home. They only have two more road games, one of them being this Friday. Or excuse me, two more after this Friday, excuse me. Yeah, the Dolphins are currently two and three on the road. Uh, falling to two and four would definitely damper th- put a damper on things. Uh, how much of your guys' decision to make the Dolphins score a, uh, their score a little lower has to do with them struggling against the Raiders? I don't know. I just, I guess I don't really look at the offense as struggling against the Raiders. I think the turnovers are, are really what kept points off the board there. Right. Um, so I just feel like with an added focus on that, and it does feel like Tua is focusing on that. He talked about it in the post game presser. We saw him talking about it in the locker room on that Hard Knocks episode that aired last night. Um, we didn't talk about that episode, Jake. Did you? You weren't a fan of it? I, I don't know. It didn't give you the warm and fuzzies on the inside. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go as far as warm and fuzz. The only thing that's going to give you warm and fuzzies is, is a win comes like six o'clock on Friday. That, that's where my warm. Yeah, and we must be sickos. I I had warm. And f- I posted a literal picture of my goosebumps from just watching the trailer. <laughs> like I was a sicko watching this thing. But I, can I see love where you're it. From. They it's have 4K. Fun. You know, I'm trying to be a hater too. It, it's definitely fun. It's I I like just you know seeing the seeing the behind the scenes going into the locker room you got to see you know how everybody interacts with each other at halftime which is something that we don't normally Christian get to Wilkins, see how he so. dances what a great they definitely dancer. take dumps at halftime right they have to be creeping <laughs> I know it's I tough would. getting those pants on and off with the pads in there and the belts and it's, it's difficult but- 